Small Business Spoonfuls is a weekly Q&A with Lisa Smith and Mason Merrill providing the answers to questions you have about running your small business. This podcast is sponsored by HelpDeskSuites.com. If you are a busy employer, we are your employment law compliance help desk. Visit HelpDeskSuites.com to find out more and become a member. Now, here's your host, Lisa Smith and Mason Merrill. Hello, I'm Lisa Smith. And I'm Mason Merrill. And welcome to another episode of Small Business Spoonfuls. Today, we are talking about the changes, the drastic changes in the minimum wage across the country. Oh, yeah, that's a big topic right now. We've had a lot of questions recently asking what are the changes and uh, different things like that. So we wanted to take a few minutes here just to address that topic kind of as a whole and talk about it a little bit. Yeah, you know, we have several members of our community who um, have employees in virtually every state. And as we began to, you know, keep up on this research throughout the entire year as the laws were changing, we were noticing that more and more municipalities were adding in laws where they were creating their own local minimum wages. And then we also notice, too, that a lot of times it's, you know, if you have this many employees, then it's going to be this minimum wage. And it it's it just has become such a confusing type situation that, you know, employers really have to keep up on this. Because let's just say, for instance, that you are an employer in Los Angeles, California. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, just looking at this, for instance, if you have 25 employees or less, then effective July 1st of 2019, your minimum wage is going from $12 to 1325 But if you have more than 26, 26 or more, it's going to 1425 Now, if you're Los Angeles County as a whole and you have 25 or less, it's 1325 but 26 plus 1425 And so, it, you know, it's, it's not only maybe a city limit, it's a county limit. Yeah. And then it just kind of branches out from there. Yeah, no, it, it, uh, there's a lot of little technicalities that you want to watch out for um, for your town uh, if, if you live in one of those kind of bigger areas, especially in California. <laughs> yeah, especially in California, for sure. I mean, California definitely has uh, probably the most. Um, you know, you've got Alameda, who is implementing their own minimum wage effective in July of 2019, $13.50 an hour. Mm-hmm. Belmont is jumping from twelve fifty to thirteen fifty. So it looks like we're just kind of going across the board here. California is raising, raising, raising. Um, as a whole, California is going to eleven dollars an hour. Um, January first, if you're a smaller employer, twenty five or less. If you have more than twenty five, you're going to twelve dollars an hour as a state. But the municipalities is where it starts to get tricky. 
Now, Berkeley, for instance, is $15 an hour effective in July. So a lot of um, municipalities in California don't implement January 1st. They do implement July 1st, which also kind of makes it a little trickier there because let's say in Alameda, you've got to raise your minimum wage to the new California wage on January 1st, but then in July, you've got to raise it again because Alameda wage kicks in. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so why why are there changes? What what is the reasoning behind the adjustment for the minimum wages? Would you say? Well, heavens to Betsy, we need a, a livable wage, don't we? Yes, exactly. And I mean, goodness, you know, we know that the cost of living in California, for instance, is incredible compared to Texas. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean. We are in Texas, and we have a pretty low cost of living where we live. Um, But when you compare that to California, it's it's no match, you know. So, like, for instance, Emeryville, for instance, is $15.69 effective July 1st of 2019. That's Emeryville, um, California, if you have more than 55 employees. So we're seeing the minimum wage in many areas across the country topping $15 an hour. As a matter of fact, in Seattle, let's just scooch on down here to Washington State because this was um, probably the biggest one I saw on the list here. Um, $16 an hour effective January 1st if you are an employer with more than 500 employees and you offer medical benefits. So, yeah. So what would this type of organization would this apply to with you know, obviously more than 500. What are typical, like hospitals and things like that? Or what are we talking? Absolutely. Hospitals. I mean, Starbucks, you know, I mean, you think about that in Seattle. um, So you got to give benefits and $15 an hour. (laughs) uh, Well, and $16 an hour, actually. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And actually in Seattle, um, if you are an employer with more than 500 employees, whether or not you provide medical, you're still going to 16 bucks an hour, according to this. Yeah. And that's January 1st. So it it's it's already gone there. But, I mean, that is the, you know, that's the, the number that we're shooting for here. So we're, we're just looking around. I mean, it is just, it's something that we've got to be keeping up with. But I found the interesting thing is that, you know, Washington State in general has been very progressive about minimum wage. January 1st, Washington State as a whole goes to $12 an hour, right? Yeah. So so you guys are at 12 bucks Now, but if you go hop over the state line into Idaho, you're down to seven twenty-five. Yeah, so... yeah. A lot of this adjustments is for inflation in the area. Would you say like it's obviously it's not cheap to live in Seattle, so they have to provide jobs that people can survive in those cities. Yeah, and it but it's interesting, you know, like the bordering, you know, folks who live on the border, maybe you live in Washington, but you're on the edge yeah. and you have to hop across to get the job you want into Idaho, you're taking a huge cut into cut of, cut in pay. Yeah, it's a bummer. Yeah. yeah. And then even like going into Oregon, for instance, um, effective in July of 2019. So it's not January, but 
uh, Oregon is going to 1125 in the non-rural counties, but in the rural counties, you're going to $11. So, but there again, you hop back over across the line into Washington and you got 12 bucks an hour, but you go up into Tacoma, which is Washington, and you're still there at, at 12, going up to 1235. So, you know, it's, the wages are are close in some ways, but then you hop back across to Idaho and you're at 725. It makes it really hard for people who live on those bordering areas to make a living. Yeah. You know, if they're having to hop across the border and take such huge cut, cuts in pay. Yeah, for sure. Um, I w- wanted to talk a little bit about New York and their changes. I've noticed here in New York, fast food employees are getting a raise this year. Yes, that has been a really hot topic um, for quite a while. And so it is going full speed ahead this year. Um, Actually, it took effect December 31st that if you are a fast food employee in in New York City um, with 11 or more employees or actually not even employees, you're, you're just getting 15 bucks an hour. Um, just fast food in general. Now, New York City employers with 11 or more employees, that's going to be 15 across the board. And then if you have fewer than than 11, so 10 or less, it is um, 1350 effective December 31st, 2018. So, I mean, but then again, we're looking at New York City where, you know, a place to live, a department the size of our small studio yeah. is a thousand bucks a month. I oh, mean, yeah. or more, maybe fifteen hundred, two thousand. So, I mean, somebody trying to live on fifteen bucks an hour. It's hard in New York City. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's hard here in Texas to live on fifteen bucks an hour and, you know, and support a kid or, you know, yeah. or have an outside life. You know, That's so right. So that sounds like a lot of money to a state that pays minimum wage uh, federally, which is seven twenty-five. But in reality, it's you really know, not. Yeah. it's really not. Yeah. So what uh, for employers that are coming up in some of these states that are um, July first in the change and everything? What would you say a good strategy would be having to give their employees raises? Yeah. Well, hopefully employers have been keeping an eye out on this. Mm -hmm. I know that, you know, if you're a member of our Help Desk Suites community, then we've been keeping you informed. We put out posts and, you know, we update our charts and we do everything we can uh, to keep this going for you. But for employers who don't have that extra help from a community, I hope they've been keeping up with it. Yeah. Because if not, it's going to come as maybe an unwelcome surprise. Maybe they haven't been able to crunch the numbers yet and plan for payroll because if you've been paying someone 10 bucks an hour and now suddenly, you know, you're going to 12 or 15 or, you know, or whatever it's going to be, then that's going to make a big dent in your bottom line. Absolutely. And so hopefully you've been planning for that. You know, a lot of these municipalities have added in their own minimum wages this year and they haven't previously had a minimum wage. Yeah, that's right. And so like, you know, we we can look at um like St. Paul for instance. 
They have what they call micro employers with five employees or less, small employers that have six to 100, and large employers that have 101 to 10,000, and then macro employers that have 10,000 plus. So St. Paul has really gone nuts with the levels of employers. But prior to this new law that is going to be taking place in, okay, July 1st of 2020. So we're giving you a heads up here. Yeah, that's it's, a good notice. Yeah, it's not 2019, it's 2020. But if you don't know this right now and you're not planning for this in 2019, then when 2020 hits and you suddenly have to obey these new laws, um, it may be a little jarring to your bottom line. Yeah. So, you know, definitely employers need to be crunching those numbers. Now, yeah. Once you've crunched them, you want to make sure that you're not only paying the basic minimum, but that you're also being competitive with other employers in your area. Yeah. Yeah. And this can turn into a lot of money, too, for employers as well. I mean, you think about some of these organizations, maybe they have 40 minimum wage employees at 40 hours a week or 30 hours a week or some part time here and there, uh, you know, a dollar fifty starts to add up, you know. It sure does. It sure does. Even a quarter can add up when you're when you start to add in if if someone has been accustomed to working a lot of overtime and mm-hmm. maybe you have a lot of employees who work more than forty hours a week and now you're paying them. If you have employees in Alaska or California, overtime is calculated daily. Yeah. So if they work more than eight hours in a day, they're getting overtime. Yeah. And in California, if they work more than twelve hours, they're getting double time. Wow. And it goes uh, kind of along that line. Also, in Alaska, there are similar laws. So, you know, when you start having to raise minimum wages drastically, then you have to start also looking at what are your policies about overtime. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we can do a whole podcast about that, and we will eventually. But those are some other things to think about. Yeah. So it's really important to have a good strategy. Um, Hopefully, the ones that just went into effect, like, um, in New York, we were talking about have already that have already taken effect to develop a good strategy on it. But definitely, if it's coming up in your state, to try to um, figure out a good way so you don't sink yourself when all this goes into effect. Um, so one thing, uh, this is a lot of information that we've talked about. We've kind of just ran through a bunch of states in a few minutes here. So what, um, what we wanted to give the listeners something to. Um, to kind of help them out with this. You wanna- yeah, absolutely. So if you're a member of our community, we've we've put this chart, you know, in your payroll toolkit. Um, if you're a Deluxe Suite member, just go under payroll toolkit and you can download it there um, in the wage and hour section. But if you're not a member of our community, then just look in the show notes here. There is a link where you can go in and access this information. You can download it, and it's yours. Okay, so just for being our listener, we just want to give you this little freebie. We appreciate you tuning in, and hopefully eventually, you know, you'll become a member of our help desk community. But for now, we want you to have this tool because this is important stuff. Yeah, yeah, and this is good for, you know, you may be an employer that has, you know, employees in different states too. So you want to definitely refer to something like this to make sure you're, clicking on all cylinders as they would say (laughs) absolutely so go get that yep so anyway that'll be it for this one and um just make sure to be audit secure yeah thanks for listening until next time i'm lisa smith i'm mason merrill be audit secure
To find out more about us, visit helpdesksuites.com slash podcast. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, and review on Apple Podcasts.